It's the people versus chronic illness, the podcast that shines the light on the fighters who beat their chronic health issues naturally. Now, here's your host, Kevin W. 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 Reese. Eat the sunlight. The sunlight. The sunlight. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode number eight of the People versus Chronic Illness. This is Kevin W. Reese. And thank you for tuning in. We've been doing this for weeks and weeks now and talking to people who are prisoners of their pain and now they're getting to that light. They're getting to that sunlight. They're getting to that freedom after so much pain. Today, we're going to be talking to Sissy. Uh, We're going to be talking about fibromyalgia and we're going to be talking about stomach problems and, and all sorts of stuff with this incredible story. But first, I just want to remind you that uh, the de-stress program is out there. It's completely free for you. I want to give a shout out to everyone that has signed up and is going through that. It's a completely free program, seven days, nice de-stress challenge because we have all this stress in our lives and I wanted to give you something uh, to take on the house. So do take that. But now it's time to talk to Sissy. Sissy from Ohio, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Great. And you have your sister with you, uh, Sarah, right? I yes. do. And Sarah, I'm assuming Sarah is going to be able to provide some nice perspective to everything that you've been through, right? Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> so let, let's, let's start there. Sissy, let's go back. Uh, how long have you been suffering? Before you joined the ETS 120 program, how long were you suffering and what were you suffering from? Um, before I joined was probably six months, I think, before you signed me up. What did you suffer from? Well, it's kind of a long story, but I, I had lost my mom and my husband. Kind of lost like back to back. And uh, when I did, um, I it, put me into a real bad depression and anger and, you know, all of that. Well, about one year after, well, not even a year after I lost my husband and my mom, I woke up and I couldn't walk. Mm. But I had been having trouble with my legs at work. And I never thought about it having anything to do with a, a paralyzing disease or nothing, you know, and my lower back. But I started having a lot of trouble at work and probably about, I'm going to say a year after I lost my husband and my mom, I woke up and I couldn't walk. They had to take me from the, from my job to the hospital because they thought I was having a heart attack. Wow. Um, but I, I knew I wasn't because it just, I just didn't feel right. Something didn't feel right, but I didn't know what it was, but I knew it was serious. Mm. So they started taking my blood pressure and stuff. And it was like really, really high, like 200 and some over something. I don't remember now, but they flipped out, you know, and they called an ambulance. And they come and took me to the hospital. Well, the hospital, the doctor there gave me, God, he gave me like, because I was hurting really bad. I started hurting from my back out through my chest. My arms were hurting, but it wasn't just one. It was both of them. And um, um, and I started getting real panicky and, and all of that. Well, they thought I was having a panic attack. Right, but anyway, right. he um, gave me morphine and it didn't phase me. He gave me... Um, wow. He gave, well, Dilaudid was the last thing he gave me, but it, before he gave me the Dilaudid, he'd give me a couple other things and it, 
it finally got me calmed down. That took a long time. I was in there for a long time. And then they finally released me. I went out to the waiting room. I was sitting out there about not even five minutes. I was waiting on my sister. Well, about five minutes later, I felt the same thing I felt at work. And I was like, oh, God. So I looked over at the station and told the lady, I said, I, I need the doctor. It's happening again. Well, you know how they are. Well, we got to sign you in. What's your name? Yada, yada. Well, I started hurt really bad. So I just kind of yeah. turned away from the talk. Mm-hmm. And they doctor just happened to come through. And when he did, he saw me and he come running out to me. Well, he took me back in and, you know, kept saying, sister, not having a heart attack. It's not a heart attack. And I'm, I knew it wasn't. But anyway, he ended up giving me a, a shot of Dilaudid knocked me out i barely remember sarah getting there they they wasn't gonna let her come back at first well i got angry and i was asking the doctor where is my sister because i was afraid you know nobody was there didn't know what was wrong with me and i don't get sick and all all of a sudden it just came barreling down sarah what what was your reaction when all this was happening was this how scary was it it was scary um they were treating her for um, anxiety. Uh, when I got there and um, saw her condition, she was out of it. They had her so drugged up, and her body was hurting from her shoulders all the way to her feet. Mm. She was hurt really bad, and we finally got her home. And I don't remember. <laughs> I brought her home with me, and the next morning she woke up and she couldn't walk. And yeah. she called me. Um, told me to come down and help her. But we thought it was all the drugs that they had her on. So, cause as the day went, she started to walk again. So the next morning she woke up and couldn't walk at all and couldn't feel her legs. So we knew then it was, we had to get her to the emergency room. Mm. That's where they started doing all the tests on her. And yeah, they took me, she took me to Bethesda North, which was in the city. And when we got there, um, the, the neurologist, I don't know, he automatically assumed right off the bat that I had transpersonalitis. He came in and told me. And, uh, you know, I'm like, well, what is that? And he said, well, it's, it's a rare disease. It's a paralyzing disease. And it's similar to MS, but it's not MS. I guess the, the damage is like on the opposite side of my spine. Mm-hmm. It's inflammation of the spine. And in my and neck. The spinal cord. Yeah. And then... Um, they, they had me in there for a while because I couldn't walk at all. I mean, it took them, they put me on um, uh, steroid infusions. And I think it was like two or three days later, they got me up on my feet. And I couldn't walk, but I was able to actually stand again. And, uh, and I, I don't really know how long it was. You know, it might have been a day or two after that. I really can't remember um, that I started walking a little bit, but I had to use a walker and I couldn't walk very far. And it, it was different. It was different. It affected everything about her. Oh, I, I, I would imagine it completely alters your life. Yeah. 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 So, I was a mess. I was. I mean, emotionally, physically, just everything. I, and, and this all boiled. The reason I'm telling you that is because the, the changes that have occurred didn't just change the way I walk. It's me. It helped me in so many ways. I was uh, very angry. I was very bitter. I was very emotional. I was having panic attacks, anxiety attacks. I was like a mess. 
and you've ever she seen, got to see it all. <laughs> if you've ever seen someone with severe post-traumatic stress syndrome, that yes. is that was her. Right. It all happened. Um, my mom died of cancer. Um, three months later, she found out her husband was diagnosed with cancer, and they only gave him three months to live. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Through all of this, we were trying to learn how to heal them with food. Yeah. And then she found you mm-hmm. and she started learning more things. Um, you know, everything that we did for my mom helped, but keeping her on track, it, you know, we couldn't keep her on track. So we ended up with her and her husband, other things occurred, you know. He ended up with the tear in his GI tract. When my husband got sick, I cleaned out my entire house. I mean, there was, I took the sugar out. I took the dairy out. There was no meat. All of it was gone. So, Sissy, when you signed up for the Eat the Sunlight program, were you having trouble walking then as well? Or Yeah. Yeah. I, I walked. The top part of my legs didn't move. I was, like, locked at the knees. So my legs would, like, move like that. You know, the bottom part of my legs, I walked really slow baby steps. I couldn't. The top didn't function. And, and. The bottoms of my feet hurt. Um, my ankles, my ankles were horrible, but it's my, it was mainly in my feet from my knees down. My knees would burn so bad. I couldn't go up downstairs. And it, when I finally started trying to go up downstairs, I had to hold onto the railing and pull myself up. It was, it, I had no strength. I couldn't like lift um, milk, you know, I couldn't. And if I did, I had to put it back down. I had right. no strength. I lost it all. And now you're walking fine and your strength is back. I, when I signed up for Eat the Sunlight, I will, there was something else I forgot to tell you too. When I got sick, when all this happened to me, my bowels totally quit. They didn't right. function. And I had to take pills, and I mean a lot of them. I would take, oh my God, 10 of the, uh, oh, I can't remember what it was called, X-Lax didn't work. Um, they, they have a Dulcolax that's in like a, a little pill form. It didn't work. I'd take like 10 of those. They weren't mm. at all. Um, but then, of course, I would take the other Xlax or Dulcolax that you punch through the silver foil. And I could take like four of those. But, you know, I was having to wear depends and everything was bad. Wow. But when I stood up for Eva Sunlight, from that day, I quit taking all of that. I didn't take nothing for my bowels. And uh, five weeks after I started to eat the sunlight, my bowel started functioning. Mm. Yeah. How happy were you that day? I was like, I was, I called her, you ain't going to believe what just happened to me. <laughs> you know, everybody, well, people at work would watch the video. She would video me in the hospital and because they wouldn't let me out of the hospital till I had, um, you know, either a bowel movement or, or I would urinate. Because I wouldn't urinate neither. They had to use a catheter. But that was the first thing that happened. I was able to actually urinate. And everybody at work would watch the videos and they'd be like, urinated, <laughs> you know. But I never did do the bowels. So when I finally had the bowel movement, I had to tell them at work because they were all waiting. They thought I could come back to work. Once all that started, you know, Sis gets to come back to work, but it, it didn't happen. So and, uh, before you came into the program, basically you had trouble walking. I couldn't walk. I couldn't sleep. I would be up all hours of the night. I see. I couldn't walk. I couldn't sleep. 
I couldn't take a shower. I couldn't walk out in the rain. I could not walk barefoot on the floor at all. Um, you were swollen. Oh, I was swollen so bad. Yeah, I was swollen so bad. I was like, well, I sent you pictures. Well, she was angry. Yeah, I was really angry. She, since My she's hands. been doing this, even her her whole behavior, her mentally, she's better even. Now, so you're saying now all of that is is gone. That's what you're saying? Well, my hands were really bad too. When I would get up, when I would wake, they would wake me up in the morning and I would have to literally go like this with my fingers and then I would pull them up. They hurt so bad and I couldn't use them. And I had to do that with both hands like, oh my God, forever. And the same with my feet. I would turn my feet and, and I had to put my shoes beside the bed. And that was the first thing I did was put my shoes on. But after I joined the program, probably about two months after I joined the program, I didn't even realize my hands weren't hurting. Right. Hands, I you know, I still have a little pain, but nothing like before. She my, was hands, my hands are so, and my feet are better. Right. Now I don't have to. She was. Nice. A day and now she's only taking yeah. about two pain pills a day. Well, yeah. I was taking before six, I was taking six tramadol a day and three gabapentin. And then I was taking amitriptyline twice a night to help me sleep and my pain. Now, um, I, if it rains or like it's really super cold out, I'll take one amitriptyline at night. And it does help me because I do still, I guess it's, maybe it's the art, the fibro, maybe it's the fibro, I don't know. But it doesn't affect me bad. All I have to do is take one. Right. But as far as my tramadol, I was taking six a day. Now I'm taking two. Right. My gabapentin, I was taking three a day, 2,400 milligrams, and now I'm taking 1,600. And then, but I don't take no anxiety medication now. I'm off of that. The antidepressant pills I'm off of. Um, there's another one. Um, so real quick, what, what is, this is a pretty miraculous um, transformation in only four months, 120 days. Yeah. And obviously, and I do want to say, if you continue, you're going to heal up. I mean, it's inevitable. I'm going to heal 100%, and I know that. And her doctor don't believe us, so we're I was, that's, that's the question I was just going to ask, is what's your doctor's reaction? You know, I, Yesterday. Well, see, when, when, it, when I first started this, he didn't want to talk about it. He said, there's never been any proof of that. I said, there's all kind of proof, Dr. Strickland. I shouldn't have said his name. Oops. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, he didn't want to even talk about it. Well, yesterday I had my doctor. Yesterday? Mm -hmm. Yesterday I had to go back to my doctor, and they hadn't seen me since I started this. That right before I started, I told him I was getting ready to do it. Yesterday I went back. I've lost 23 pounds. All of my swelling is gone. When he seen me, he was like, you look great. And she I'm looks like, like she's lost more than 23 pounds. Yeah, I have. I've she lost looks a lot like of inches. I've lost about 45 pounds. Yeah, I meant I wrote all of that down when I first started, but I don't have it with me, so I, I don't know. I was going to do all my measurements again because I've come, I mean, I was like three times my size. I was like, my face was really blown up. Yeah, you were inflamed. Yeah. Yeah. And, but when I went to see him yesterday, well, when I walked in, the secretary was like, wow. She said, you look wonderful. And uh, she wanted to weigh me. 
And of course, when she put me on the scales, I lost 23 pounds. I knew it was 23 because I've been keeping track, which weight isn't really, I look like I've lost more, like she said. Right. Because I did lose a lot of inches. And, um, but anyway, they couldn't believe it when they seen me. They were like, wow. But her doctors still don't believe yeah. that it's because of the food. I told him, he asked me what I was doing. I said, I'm, I got me a holistic doctor and I'm eating what he tells me to eat. I said, she'll be back in a year and she won't have <laughs> transverse myelitis anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't believe it, but I do. Because what, what has changed so much for me is, it is, it's amazing. My whole family is amazing. They're, they just, they're like, wow, you look so good. You look younger, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what? Uh, it's important that you know, and you both know that uh, you're not the only one. Um, yeah. This happens with the doctors. They don't. Right. You know, you, it's hard, you know, it's heartbreaking when you tell a five-year-old that Santa Claus isn't real and um, it's hard to accept and uh it's it, you know it's not their fault it's the way they were trained and um and you know i'm i'm surprised that my doctor feels that way because he's old school he doesn't deal with the government or none of that he's old school you know that's which is why i went to him but he still so, believes in medicine yeah he believes in medicine you know? right well yeah, the yeah. medicine helped you get through the acute point yeah of what happened and, and now it it's time to heal and we're and we're doing that with the plants and the medicinal teas and all that and uh so what a miraculous thing now what about the fibromyalgia were you diagnosed with that after this or way before after after i joined the thing you was diagnosed after you were diagnosed with transverse oh myelitis. yeah when i it was after my transverse myelitis i had to go see a neurologist and a rheumatologist my neurologist is one that diagnosed me with fibromyalgia she diagnosed me with that, and uh, my family doctor diagnosed me with the arthritis. That's mm -hmm. either arthritis, fibromyalgia, course anxiety, and all of that. Because I did, I I lost, I went crazy. I did. She she. I'm <laughs> Look at that smile. <laughs> yeah, she said I was I evil. <laughs> so, but the first I thing know. I noticed about her was her attitude change. Yeah. It, yeah. Did, it helped my attitude a lot. Do my, you, it helped anxiety, my, my, um, what did I just say? Anxiety yeah. and the other, what was the other one? Her memory's bad too, but it's coming back. Good. I don't yeah. know if that's from the transverse myelitis or all the medication they had her on. I but, think the medicine has a lot to do with it. Well, I, 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 you know, like I said, if you keep going and, and you said you're going to join the, the, the master's okay. program and I, if you keep going and you keep doing what you're doing, you stay on the program and you keep up with the T's and all that stuff, you're going to be brand new in another six months. Oh, um, yeah. And I know it. I know it's helped. I mean, it's already changed everything for me. Your doctor is going to be super shocked, super shocked. And you got to let me know when that happens, please. <laughs> yeah. I how, how do you think, um, besides the, the actual curriculum of the program, um, do you think that the support helped with the, the coaches and the Facebook group and all that? Yes, it did a lot. It did, Kevin. Um, because if, you know, if I was having a bad day or something, you know, especially like when they would send a message, you know, like, hello, sunlighters, 
you know, how's your morning going, you know, things like that. It kind of made you look at a difference. Like if I get up in a bed, because I, you know, I, I was emotional. So when I would get up, feel, I didn't want to get out of bed. That's another thing. I would be like two o'clock in the afternoon. And I was someone who got up out of bed every morning at 7 a.m., whether I had to work or not. I, my butt was up. I wanted as much of my day as possible. And when all that happened to me with, you know, everything, and there was a lot more. But when all everything happened to me, I just like wanted to die. Literally, right. I didn't get up. So I wouldn't get out of bed till like two o'clock in the afternoon. And you know, now I, I get up. I'm up at by at least nine. I'm still. I haven't made it to the seven yet. <laughs> but right. I, I do want to, my life back. I I want to love my day again. You know what I mean? So and I am. I mean, it's it's happening. I I've come a long way. So right. Yeah. And it's the program. It's every, I mean, my stomach, I did always have stomach issues. I had an ulcer, which it, it depend. it hasn't flared for a long time, but I would get, I don't know why, but just in my side, uh, just be upset and just the worst, just a funny feeling that would drive me nuts. Um, but I don't have that anymore. And you're using the, you're, you're moving your bowels on your own. Yep. Yep. As long as I do what you tell me to do. Now, I'm not going to say I didn't mess up because I have. <laughs> I, I paid for it dearly. I did. I mean, that was the first thing that would stop was my bowels. Right. And all I had to do was like, oh, I'm going to do this, do what I'm supposed to do. And then I'm fine. Yeah. Sissy, you know, you're, I don't know if you've realized it yet, but you're a walking like role model right now. Uh, are you inspiring other people or what? I, have you seen anyone uh, like? I do have some people in my family that get a hold of me and they're like, can, can you help? And I'm like, well, yeah, I can, you know, and it's hard, you know, it's hard making that transformation. It's hard starting the starting your morning out with water and fruit. And I will tell you, so I never ate fruit. I was not a big fruit either. Other than pears, like if I saw one on a tree, I'd pick one, eat it. But to go to the store, buy a bunch of fruit, come home and sit down and eat it. I've never done that. Right. So when I started this program, that alone, I am so addicted to grapes. It ain't funny. When I get low grapes, it's like, <laughs> Oh my God, <laughs> you know, I mean, I got to go get grapes right now. And if I, if I don't have the money, I can call her and she will go get me some grapes. <laughs> so, but now I, I eat a lot of fruit and I never did before. And the fruit, especially, is like huge to me because I feel, I feel the good that it does to me. Right. The fruit, you know, right. and it's amazing how many people walking America specifically don't know that, you know, they shy away from the fruit, but uh, we, we know different. So um, Sarah, what do you think? Do you think that, you know, she has the potential to inspire a lot of people or, or what? She does, and I've been telling her this since before she even started the Eat the Sunlight. People in the family have been coming to her for over a year now for help because, you know, she's whenever my mom and her husband got sick, that's when she started researching the food and, right. you know, and trying to learn as much as she could to try to help them get better. And people started coming to her for help. and. Before she started the, the sunlight, I told her, you need to lead by example because they're watching you now. And That's right. every, people just took to her and started asking her for help. Even when she wasn't helping herself, she was trying to help everyone else. Right. 
she's really doing it for herself and they're seeing the results everyone is coming to her yeah right. i want to do this too i just it's taking that first step and see she actually we did this together before we started the program we did this together and it was helping both of us we're waiting for you sarah we're waiting for you i'm trying i i want to do it and i mean i see that it works i know that it works it's yeah when and, you have to I have a family, I have kids and trying to change everything for sure. everyone. It's overwhelming when you, when you have a family because, you know, you might have the responsibility of cooking for them or whatever. And so I, I get that, but, uh, uh, it's important to wrap the head around the 120 days thing. I think that's one of the keys is like, you know, cause it's a lot of it is psychological and, and we need to know that there's a finish line and yeah. Once you hit the finish line, then if you want to continue, then we go into the masters and then we'll teach you how to make it sustainable because the 120 yeah. is, it, it's a program with a specific purpose, but the masters is what makes it sustainable so you can move on with your life. So, uh, super excited to, to have you in that sissy real soon. And, and I hope that you'll get in there, Sarah, and we'd love to have you. Sissy would love to have you in the group and we can, you know, yeah, guide you along. I were crazy. Like, come on, do this with me. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, I can see that you guys care a lot about each other and I, I really appreciate um, how you've, you know, Sarah, how you helped her in those time of need, in that time of need. And uh, uh, I, I'm, it's, a, it's a cool thing to say. Cool thing to say. But, uh, Sissy, yeah, what, I don't, I but before we go, Sissy, what, what would you tell someone who's, they're going through it. They're in tons of pain right now. They're a prisoner to their pain. I mean, they're just, life is dark right now. And this ETS 120 thing crosses their newsfeed on Facebook or whatever. And they're just like, eh, I don't know. What would you tell them in one minute? What would you say to them? If you want to live your life again without the pain and suffering, follow me into the sunlight. All right. Well, that was good. I, that was less than a minute. I like that. All right. <laughs> thank, thank you so much for your time. Your story is, is very inspirational. I think you're going to help a lot of people. I think we're going to have to spread this video around. That's what I think. Um, so thank you again. And, uh, for everyone listening right now, be sure to subscribe on iTunes. And if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, hit the link below above wherever it is. The ETS 120 program is here for you. It's the new opportunity for you to go from dark to sunlight. Uh, Sissy is a great example of that. So just go to eatthesunlight.com. There's an ETS 120 tab. Click on it. Take a look at all the testimonials. Sign up for an absolutely free webinar, and 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 see it for yourself. You know, we just we're not making claims. We're just showing results, plain and simple. So we want to help you with your chronic health issues. So thank you for uh, listening slash watching, depending on what platform you're on. I'm looking forward to the next episode. Be sure to like, comment, and share, and really get the messages out there. And I'll talk to everyone soon. Walk with peace. It's the people versus chronic illness. The podcast that shines the light on the fighters who beat their chronic health issues naturally.